It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Sports time out. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun. Here's Michelle. The fans, the field, the faith, the fun, and the fellas. You can't forget the team. I'm Michelle Mendoza, and my team today and I, we're going to be taking on new stories out of the sports world week, and there's some really good ones. There's some controversial ones. There's some interesting ones. We're going to hit every one of them out of the flipping park, and I'm looking forward to it. But first, let me introduce you to our team today. If you are listening, good on you, but you may want to see these handsome faces, so you can go to MyMichelleLive.com and actually watch the show We are looking at our friend, our coach, chaplain, pastor, I don't know, what all do you do? Garrick Payne. Get ready to get... (laughs) Yes, thank you, pastor. And then we have with us the author of a couple of books here. Oh, and these are just the beginning. Del Didway is with us, Sports. Yeah, there's your walk-on song right there. This, guys, oh, yeah, this is a book as well. If you've ever had a little sports injury, if you've ever just uh, been sitting behind the computer too long, athlete in the game of life, we have with us the author and the man who is going to be going to the races tomorrow, Matt, Man of Steel. The Man of Steel. I am the knowledge and strength of 10,000 worlds. And machine. I am becoming everything. That's a proper introduction. The Man of Steel. Guys, hey, thanks for hanging out with me. I've missed you. I've been in the British Virgin Islands on the beach, and I'm really glad to be back home. Glad to be back home. I'm not going to lie. So that's a tough assignment. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> but Matt, you're on a tough assignment right now. You are going to be enjoying the horse races tomorrow. And I wanted to just get uh, some of your thoughts on that. Pretty exciting. It is. I've never been to the Preakness Stakes, never been to a Triple Crown race. So this is a bucket list goal of mine beginning of the year. And uh, I'm staying at my friend's house here in Baltimore. So I got a free place to stay, free food, free beverages if I need to. And uh, looking forward to going out there to Pimlico tomorrow and having a good time. It's going to be hot, like 97 degrees, oh. but uh, we'll battle through it and um, have some fun. How do you think that affects the horses? Do they care? They're just, they're ready to, they're professionals, right? Just like when you are going to uh, bull riding, that's crazy. These animals are professional athletes and they handle stuff. These horses are professional athletes. When you see guys on the pitch playing soccer in 97 degree weather up in Colorado where the air is thin, they do it because they're professionals. So... Do you, do you think it really has an, an effect? I I don't, I, I think the cold has less of an effect than the heat does. The heat will zap you. And the rain, we think about, oh man, when they're riding in the, running the rain, it, they're not liking it. Horses love that stuff. They'll be fine. I love it. I think the heat will get to them. And jockeys too. I think about the jockeys. The jockeys are, are on and off the horses all day long. When we get to that 13th race, when it all comes down to the big money, you know, how are the jockeys going to perform? So their condition is just as crucial as the horses. 
I get you. Okay, that works for me. I don't know where everyone disappeared to on my screen. Uh, it's weird. Here's something I'm going to do, guys, because we are broadcasting live. If, forgive me for just a moment. Carry on. I'm going to step out and reset my system, and we will be back in just a moment, if you guys don't mind. All right. things and oh, really? so there yeah. we go yeah. sometimes that facebook thing will just drive me crazy i don't know what happened but everyone just froze up and i you're welcome by the way because sometimes you freeze and it's not very flattering so i did that for you <laughs> you are welcome um, <laughs> guys uh speaking of sports stories this week hockey we are on the road to the Stanley Cup, and we have some overtime goals, giving the Flames a 3-2 win over the Stars in Game 7. Edmonton Oilers beat the LA Kings 4-2 in Game 7. Blues over Minnesota. This is crazy, and it's been so entertaining because the first round games of the playoffs have had five Go into game seven. Five different matchups going into game seven. So you don't know until the seventh game. That's been pretty exciting. And I just thought, I know, Dell, you said, hey, I'm not really a big follower of hockey. That's okay. I'm, I'm still going to see if anyone wants to weigh in on who their pick is to go all the way. Any thoughts? I don't. I think you got the least amount of hockey fans on this. <laughs> That's okay. I will offer my because I am a hockey fan. I love hockey, and guys, I want to see. I, I'm pulling for Calgary. Edmonton would be a second. Why is that? Because I'd like to see Canada make an appearance for Can Canadians and for our Canadian viewers and listeners. Hockey is there, and the Stanley Cup is their Super Bowl. Everything is about hockey. They eat, live, breathe, drink. Everywhere you go, hockey is on. With all of the choices we have here, it's a crapshoot. But up there, hockey is everything. I want to see a Canadian team. Not only do I want to see a Canadian team, boys, I want to see a team that actually has snow in the winter, <laughs> that actually has ice, bring in the Stanley Cup. That's my thought. So I, I think you I'm going to... see Tampa with it? About 8 degrees. You know, I was down, down there. there. I know. I was down there. I think I got COVID at the uh, Stanley Cup last year. But <laughs> not gonna... Florida, the Florida Panthers are playing the Tampa Bay Light. How does that... You know, that's almost unfair. It, it, it's a sunshine <laughs> I know. So I am yeah. pulling for a little ice in ice hockey. And so we'll see what happens. I'm just pulling for a Canadian team. Go Canada. Oh, Canada. Come on. Something else I love about hockey, watching the Canadians as you sing their national anthem. They're there singing our, we don't even freaking sing our own national anthem. We're there drinking beer, talking to someone else. There's me and maybe two or three other people up there singing the national anthem, but go to Canada, they're singing our own national anthem. Gotta love it. Yeah, it, I, I do like hockey when, when I cover it, when, when I'm there. I'm not a big TV fan of hockey, so that's why you know, if you're there, there's something different about being in person at a hockey game. 
Whereas football, you can watch it on television. Baseball, you can watch it on television. I'm just not a TV <laughs> hockey guy. I love being there. Don't. Hockey is, go ahead, Gary. It's a harder game to watch on TV. Yeah. Um, the, the technology and the video technology has gotten better in recent years. But I remember, especially when I was younger, trying to watch hockey, you could never see where the puck was. And then they did that weird thing where they put that glowing circle around the puck. Yeah. And that, that was just too weird. Yeah, well, you saw it against the boards. And you just saw this, this streak, this highlighter going against like, the boards you know, on both sides. It was, it was a little odd. That I'm was glad you guys are, to help us. I'm glad you guys are bringing this up for those people who may be watching or listening who are like, yeah, I've never really gotten into hockey. Hockey live absolutely is a different animal. It is so much fun. The cold in the air, the sound of the ice, the quickness of the skating. I could just watch in a boring game, especially you could get lost in just watching these guys on these thin blades beat feet, man. It's pretty cool. I think the hockey athlete has to be one of the best athletes out there, period. Because what they're doing on ice, on skates, with hand-eye coordination, with equipment on, with the viciousness of it, I think they're the best athletes out there. I'm going to argue with that and say absolutely. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to stand on your side of the argument. Seriously, it, it's almost embarrassing. Uh, we have a hockey team and we have a soccer team. And there's been times where I've had to leave, go to the soccer game and then go across town and watch the, the hockey game and cover that. It's almost embarrassing because a guy gets you know, knocked into with his shoulder at a, at a soccer game. He falls on the pitch and he's crying for five minutes and rolling around like he just got a severed limb. Over there at the hockey match, someone gets their teeth knocked out. They're bloodied. They get a severed limb and they're like, I'm going back in. You know? It's only a flesh wound. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Another story I wanted to cover, it's continually an issue in sports, this transgenderism. Uh, And as a woman, I have a real problem with it. There used to be, do you guys remember the song back in the day? Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you can. Yes, I can. It was usually a man and a woman, and it was perpetuating how great women are and how we can do anything a man can do. But when you got a man who plays sports, it is highly embarrassing to say, yeah, I can even be a woman better than you. Ouch. And in that, South Carolina has passed a transgender sports bill. It is now becoming law, and it's challenging that if you're biologically a male, you're not competing with the girls. Weigh in, guys. Let's give a little face-off uh, face off. What do you think? We've up here now because it is just it's ridiculous i i if people decide that they want to do what they want to do with their own bodies that's one thing but then when they start taking away from everything that that women have fought for in sports in terms of raising the level of and everything that's been done with title nine and all the collegiate sports intercollegiate athletics and then now just to have all of that completely undercut because there's basically if you open this up to all transgender people you lose women's sports it's just going to be all all men at the top tier and it's like why have women's sports at all if you flipped it around and said okay so let's let's take the best female basketball player all right now i'm that female basketball player wants to become a man and go try out for the nba 
not going to happen. Not not going to make the team. Not going to make the not going to make the G League to whatever it is. <laughs> Even if you're going to try and keep things on equal playing field in that regard, Oof. it's not. And then you're going to cry foul because oh, why can't I make the team? Because you're not good well, enough. I mean, let, let's let's be honest. You don't have the strength, the stamina, the speed to keep up with the sixth man of the year. Yeah, and, yeah, and that's not a sexist comment at all. It's just reality. But that, that would be labeled as a sexist comment. But that's crazy. That It's sad that we're in a society where we have to pass a law that says these things. We're, we're just t- talking about books. I got an email from my agent uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, because a friend and I have written this sports children's book. And we're trying oh. to get it in the general market. And, and we've got some hits on it. But our agent just said that the words, that there's some editors who have said, the use of the words girl and boy is insensitive and offensive, wow. right? For the children's book, oh. the general market. Uh-huh. And then he just, he said, he's, he said, I'm as frustrated as you both are. This seems, you know, do we want to go with the liberal editors? And I just responded and I <laughs> no. said, no, <laughs> yes. no, I'm not going to go with them. No. I said, I'm not, not going to cave to the mob right now uh-uh. because no. it, it's, I think it's going to come to a head sooner or later. I'm hoping so. There's this new story that's coming out of Wisconsin, guys, where eighth yeah. graders were are literally got a Title IX complaint against them. Three eighth graders. Imagine being in eighth grade. You're called to the principal's office, not be, not to spend time in detention, but because you have literally a Title IX complaint against you for their high crime failure to use grammatically incorrect plural pronouns they and them to refer to a student so these kids are in big hot big huge legal hot water in wisconsin because they use the wrong pronouns how do you get to choose your pronoun i don't get to choose my adjectives i i'm not i don't require you guys to say michelle most amazing gorgeous powerful of all women i don't get to choose that why does someone get to choose their pronoun and why are we putting this on kids Dell? wait a I minute you told you that. told me that's what we had to call you oops yeah i thought i did say that my bad <laughs> We're making up an acronym for that now. Well, the problem <laughs> in in this is that in the public schools now, they're telling kids that they have to, on a daily basis, share what their pronouns are. So that means it's fluid. In other words, on a daily basis, you can change your pronouns. So how on earth are you supposed to know what someone's pronoun is if it's going to change on a daily basis? It, it, it is just lunacy. Yes, it is. And that's where we're at today. And a little bit of lunacy. 56% of voters in swing states support banning cross-sex hormone puberty blockers and physical sex changes in surgery for children under the age of 18 who identify as transgender. This is, and 46% of that 56% support the ban strongly. But we wouldn't know that we're in the majority the way the media is portraying things. Yeah, I totally agree there. The media has a has an agenda. And I, oh, I just lost my train of thought. It was a good point I was going to make. Too. Okay, get that train of thought back. And I'm going to even share with you a, a little there bit more. The National Association of Science Teachers 
has had a training on queering your classroom. Teachers were told how to infuse sex and gender ideologies into science class, that sex is biological, but what a child has been assigned at birth is not always correct and doesn't always match gender identity. They say that ever if a student comes out, a teacher should not ask, are you sure? Or maybe you're just confused. They need to affirm it and not notify their parents without student permission. This is where your public schools are going. And this plays into sports because what what we see here in, in calling... A, in South Carolina, saying, hey, we're calling an end to transgender sports and women competing. That is the exception, not the norm, where public school is concerned and public school sports. Sure. I, I think- well, not, not only that, I mean, never mind the schools, hospitals now. I, I heard about a woman who had given birth and the nurse refused to say whether she had a boy <laughs> or a girl. And I'm like, oh. are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah, I think this will hurt the... Uh, check, check, what is that? <laughs> what, what, check. This will hurt the, uh, the Rydell equipment company that makes cups for men. It will just be a... Oh. They may put them out of business. All this is, it's. I'm a black and white kind of guy. I'm pretty simple. This is no, nothing but 100% rebellion. That's all it is, rebellion. Well put. Rebellion because God made man in his image. God made man a woman. It is a complete rebellion. Of, of the word of God. Well, there you go. And that's where we get to the God story on my Michelle live sports time out. Another hot button topic has been COVID and how that has affected sports. So there's a couple of news stories I wanted to share. One, China has withdrawn as host of the 2023 AFC Asian cup. Um, Chinese fans are going, what, what? You know, they're pretty worried about it. I wonder if some of it is politics, but a lot of it is because they have such immense outbreak. They have taken such extreme measures. And we saw the debacle that the Olympics were. I don't think that they're able to handle uh, another big event. Anyone want to take that one on? Well, I'll jump right in because this is not about a the a huge outbreak because it, the reality is that they have shut down the entire city of Shanghai yep. uh, for now, what, six weeks. And when we say, when we talked about the lockdowns that we had here, we still could go to the grocery store. We could go wherever we need to go. People are literally locked in their homes and in their buildings. Yep. And the only ones who are able to really be sustained are those who have the money or know people who out live outside of the country who are Mm -hmm. buying things for them and having them shipped to their homes. And so the reason, as you pointed out, Michelle, that the the Chinese uh, population, the general population is so concerned is because they're thinking, is the Chinese government going to lock us down so that we cannot have this? And this is a huge deal. The, The Asian games or the Asian cup is, it's the, the equivalent of the European cup for all of Asia in the soccer world. It is the biggest event. They were assigned this in 2019. So for three years, they've been building stadiums. They've been doing the infrastructure in, I think, six cities across all different parts of China. And for them now to pull the plug, so that's why the people are concerned because they think that there's a bigger game in play here, that they're 
They're trying to lock the people down. And for people like Matt, lockdowns and face masks and things were something that the rest of the country is pretty aware of. Mr. Louisiana, where you almost had no lockdowns, no uh, implications where all the masks and things were concerned. You guys lived pretty free. So just wanted to let you, we had to endure that. Never mind. I'm not bitter. (laughs) That's why I don't live in the city of New Orleans. Exactly. Uh, Now, another issue coming out of, loosely coming out of COVID, you remember the Djokovic, who was- (laughs) The Joker, called the Joker. The Joker, got kicked out of ousted, not welcome to Australia to play. Well, now he hit his 1,000th career win to reach the Italian Open final, and he won the Open to claim his first title in over six months. So that is pretty dang cool. Um, It's sad that he wasn't able to be in Australia, but in a way, it's in your face. Yeah, it is. And and that's awesome that he joins those ranks, those other elite tennis players like Jimmy Connors, Federer, Yvonne Lindell and Nadal, who, who have reached those milestones. Yeah, I, I kind of, I root for him just a little bit more because he was dealt a horrible hand just uh, a few weeks ago. Yes, seriously. Do, Matt, do you think he's got a little bit of a, I don't know, giving them yeah. a little bit of payback? Of course. They all have chips on their shoulders. That's what makes professional athletes what they are. Is they they want to come back and prove that they're the best in whatever it is that they're doing. So to be to have that opportunity and do it, and you got snubbed somewhere else, and you could have brought that place, the press and the media, and, and some of the glory. Say, hey, I did it here in Australia instead of Italy. But guess what, Australia? You don't want me, so I'm going to go over here and bring it to this tournament instead and make them, you know, a, a part of history. I like it. Let's do a little bit of news. My Michelle Live News Update. So we'll just go through a few little news stories here. Brittany Griner, she has been detained in Moscow. And according to the news, she's going to have that detention detained for a whole nother month. I'm going to read some of these out. You guys want to comment on it? Give me just a moment. Uh, Tom Brady is going to be joining Fox News as a lead analyst when his NFL career ends, who knows when that will be? Will it end? Will it not end? Will he go to Fox? Will he come back? I mean, if it was like last year, who knows? While he's playing, he needs to give me some analysis. You know, come on. Calling his uh, audibles. I like it. I like it. Now you're talking. The U.S. is going to be hosting men's and women's rugby world cups for the first time. I love it. Rugby is starting to really take off in the U.S., which is pretty exciting. And with the Major League Rugby teams in a city perhaps near you, I it is one of those games I love. We talked, Dell about uh, hockey. You have to be quite an athlete. I'd say that second to that, or maybe even equal, is rugby. Those guys are on the pitch nonstop. They're beating the heck out of each other. It is as fast as soccer. It is as rough as football and maybe even hockey. And they have no protection on. It's kind of like medieval times. I mean, they're just going at it. Man. It is a it's a man's sport, man. Yeah, that's why yeah. I never played it. Yeah, and to watch women play that sport. 
Woo, them, them some tough girls right there. It's quite a sport. And so I thought this would take us, it almost takes us into our trivia question for the day. Are you ready, my friends? What do we win? What do we win? <laughs> Here we go. You win honor and glory, of course. <laughs> Question is, who was the world's highest paid athlete over the last year? Who was the world's highest paid athlete over the last year? Think it over. Nope, nope. I'm just going to let you guys just. Can I phone a friend? (laughs) (laughs) Phone away. Is it someone on the board here? (laughs) Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Let's see. Yeah. Okay. Anyone want to weigh in? I'm thinking it's a soccer player. No, I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Messi. I'm gonna say Messi. Did you look? Uh, did anyone try to look at look it up? No? no. Okay. Just off the top of your head. All right. So you're saying Garrick? You're saying soccer? Del- Lewis Hamilton, Formula One race. Okay. Driver. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Indeed, indeed, it is Messi. Hey, yep, believe oh. it or not, Messi was Tops Tops Forbes highest paid athletes list for last year. He earned one hundred thirty million, and that figure includes fifty five million of endorsements during a twelve month period, which ended just this month. You guys didn't even catch who number two is, and I was surprised by number two. It is MMA fire Conor McGregor. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Whiskey pays well. Whiskey pays well. <laughs> Whiskey <laughs> pays Betty. Was that what you're drinking there, Matt? As a matter of fact, it is. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> he's on vacation. How about, how about LeBron? Didn't isn't LeBron up there too? He's up there, but that. he's not number one, and he's not number two. And we don't know if maybe women might become yeah. become part of this because the U.S. women's soccer team has earned an equal pay landmark deal. Anybody hear about this? And anyone want to weigh in? I did hear about it. I didn't know. Do it happen. Well, uh, interestingly enough, in some of this, and have you looked into it, Garrett? Because I know soccer is your bag. I know that they've been fighting for this for a long time. I there's a part of me that I, I like aspects of this, but I also, I mean, if Josh was on, <laughs> he would uh, un- unload quite a bit on this. But it comes down to to revenues and women's soccer just doesn't bring in the revenue. And so to demand equal pay for something that is is not equal, then I don't know. I, I just have some somewhat of a problem with that. I like I the fact that that they but clearly here's the thing. There's a lot of people who work just as hard as other people but don't get as much pay. And you know and what? So, Let me give you an example. I've been a talk show host for decades. I am one of the hardest working talk show hosts out there. I am my own executive producer, mostly because I'm a control freak. So I wear that hat. I do all of my own studying, scheduling guests, everything. And I put a lot of effort into it. 
Now, you could have someone like Howard Stern or back in the day, a Rush Limbaugh, who, for the most part, had a team of people who would get their show scheduled, guests scheduled, and he'd show up and he'd read something. And, okay, this is what I'm talking about today. Sit behind the mic, open the mic, and just do his thing. He got paid infinitely more than me. I worked infinitely harder than him. Is that fair according to the women's soccer team? No way. I should be making as much. However, I didn't have the reach of Howard Stern. I didn't put as much time in building that part of my career because I chose to take some time off and raise my kids. And I'm very proud that I did. I love my career, but no, I don't have the reach of a Rush Limbaugh or Howard Stern. So should I be getting paid the same because I do work harder? No, it doesn't make sense. Just saying. Would I complain if someone wanted to pay me the same? No, <laughs> but it's not happened. Thus far, it hasn't happened. So there you go. That's my two cents. Awesome. And I, is my two know, cents worth as much as Dell's two cents? I don't know. Because <laughs> they they're had a lot to do with advertisers, right? Who's going to pay for the show? So that's in the same way with the men versus the women. If you can't pack out the stadium, then, then you shouldn't be getting that's that's what pays your salary is the folks coming in to watch the games and to buy the merchandise and everything like that so if that's not there how can they demand the same pay i see it but it, it, it's just not going to happen no and women's does, soccer does pack out the stadium they do get right following okay but, and that's true but, but it's, it's not just packing out the stadium right. it's the merchandise right. it's the television contracts and some yeah. of that they they did not negotiate very good deals for themselves it's no just... and that's the thing is that when you've negotiated the deal and then you come back later and then you're like ah, wah, wah, it's no next time it comes around and you want to negotiate then do your negotiating then and yeah. then and and see what you can get i think that's yeah Guys, we're coming towards the end of the program. I want to know if there's any other sports issues that I failed to present today that you think we need to take on with the team. Pitch it on out there. Let's see if we can hit it. I was just going to comment a little bit more real quick on, on the, the China thing. What can you believe from the Chinese government? N nothing. Nothing. Exactly. So whatever they say or whatever they think or they're trying to portray out there, it's not what's going on. It we we've seen that from decades from them. So very true, very true. Um, you can't believe what, you, and unfortunately, that's very important because we're leaning towards that kind of communist mindset of control information. We saw it during COVID. We we see it in a lot of other aspects. And if we're not careful, we're going to go down that road as well. Is that what you really want? Just some food for thought. Guys, it is about time for us to take our final shot where we go around the table and bring up an issue, a subject, or a person that we just want to give a little shout out. Final shot. Garrick paying us. Get ready to get. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. So my final shot goes to a sports team that had a huge accomplishment this year. And after that huge accomplishment, they went back and 
had some awful games. And so people were really disappointed. And, okay. and yet they continued to fight and come back and have reemerged. And that sports team, of course, is our own Seattle Sounders. <laughs> they won the CONCACAF Champions League Cup that was for pretty the big. first time for an MLS team ever yeah. to win that coveted title. And then they had a couple of their regular season MLS games, and they did in in the League Cup or whatever it's called, the the Open Cup. Thing, sorry, and so people were like, "Oh gosh, they shouldn't have done that." Whatever. And we've had we've come back with two just great games, just showing the resilience of this team and just the quality of the players and the depth. And and so my final shot goes to our very own hometown Seattle Sounders. The importance of that is as soccer is really growing in the United States. It's a redhead stepchild to European soccer and some of the other soccer leagues around the world. Um, It's it's pretty exciting to watch the excellence coming out. Way to go. So I'll concur with that. I think that's pretty good. Matt Steele, man of steel. Matt Peel, man of steel. You need that on the T-shirt. Sorry, tongue twister. I'm actually I'm gonna give my shout out to the American people for getting out this summer and traveling. Come like, on. I was just in the airport. I don't know if y'all been the airport. It was packed. <laughs> Regardless of what the media is trying to push down of more vid on the scene, people are getting out. They're spending money. They're going places. They're getting back to life and seeing all these events and just enjoying themselves. So I'm going to say kudos to all of us that are getting out there and seeing soccer matches, seeing rugby yeah. matches, going, traveling to the Preakness, what have you, and enjoying life again. Amen. Amen. Mr. Dell. There's a couple of them. One is the, this is a lousy shot to the Cincinnati Reds. The semi-professional team in Cincinnati. I love it. <laughs> right now. They're a great system for the, so they're a great farm system for, for the MLB. They had a combined no hitter and lost the other day, but my shot wow. is to, uh, it's yeah, hard to do. It, it, they never cease to amaze people, but there's a sophomore here at our local town, the place for South Webster uh, high school. She's a sophomore in a, softball hit for the cycle in a seven to nothing win huh. over Rose Hill. So kudos to Skylar Zimmerman, the sophomore who hit for the cycle. There you go. My final shot is going to Mr. Joe Kennedy. His case is going to be going before yeah. the U.S. Supreme Court. Joe and I have had many conversations and he's from my home state over there in Bremerton, Washington. Coach Kennedy did something very simple at the end of the games. He'd go to the center of the football field and he'd just take a knee and he would pray, usually praying silently, didn't ask anything of anyone. After a while, some of the people, the kids on the team wanted to pray with him. Okay, he came at, they came out and they did it of their own volition. Someone from a neighboring school found out and said, this is not okay, got the school district involved. And he said, they, he was told, you either stop praying or you're fired. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I lived in the United States of America. Huh, go figure. It's gone all, this has been five, six years ago. It's gone all the way to the Supreme Court, and I'm just going to say prayer. I know there's a lot of people out there angry about this. You shouldn't be praying. What the 
hell is wrong with you? Seriously, with what's going on in our world and our schools and for our kids with depression, anxiety, suicide being at an all-time high, you are freaking really worried about some guy going out and taking a knee at the middle of the field. If that's your point of view, you got to check your worldview and maybe your medication because there's something not right up there. Just saying. Prayers for Joe and we'll let you know how that goes. Guys, thank you for hanging out with me today. Thank you for being part of the fun. I want to welcome you to the fold if this is your first time with My Michelle Live. You can view all of our podcasts, whether it's science and technology, health, news and views, and other things, entertainment as well, at MyMichelleLive.com. Like us, share us, because the God story makes a difference. And when someone shares it, well, then you're sharing that hope with other people. That's what we're all about. Guys, I hope that you'll join me next time. It's been good to be with you, my friends. Thank you. For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com.